0: Our name is the RR Podcast. Five years ago, we made it our mission to bring you the latest Toku News in the craziest way possible. But after a plague of boring tokusatsu struck, it was up to us to save our podcast. To do this, we had to do something else. We had to discuss something else. to our season six episode seven
1: surf and derf (laughs) Uh, i wanted to do something with surf i couldn't work out a johnny tsunami pun so uh, i thought of like the denver derf uh, that's 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 what happened and i was like that that kind of describes the entirety of Ninja, really. See, let's see it works. Like Johnny Tsunami didn't work, then I'm like Johnny Kapahala back on board. Like it just wasn't working. Like that wasn't <laughs> even about surfing. It was like street skating. I only do soul skating. Hashtag Brink. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. I think Surf and Derp would have uh, worked pretty
1: decent too. I would. Maybe next time. <laughs> Next time there's a server-themed yeah. robot. We could have another episode that focuses on them, even though this didn't really focus on them. It was like, hey, here it is.
0: That's pretty much like all the robots so far. And hey, people here get
1: it is. shit. <laughs> so,
0: um, one-ups. I'm home. I'm not in a thunderstorm, nor am I
1: in a car. No more so weather. we're already report. doing better than we did last week. I don't know, that was pretty entertaining. It was. I'd be talking and then you go, Oh my god!
0: <laughs> I'm listening back to the recording and I hear t- 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 <laughs> From the rain, and then... Oh god! I'm gonna die. <laughs> it was very much scared, but... Um, I am home now. I came home to a yummy Oki box um, that had... Not a whole lot in it. Um... An Ultraman 66 action set. Um... Yoshi. I think those are the only two things I got from AmiAmi. Um... Premium-wise, I got the Watermelon Lock Seed, the Lupin Gunner, um... The figures Uh... Green and Red Beetleborgs. Oh. Um... Uh... I think there was a Precure in there or something. Um... I thought there was one other figure. Maybe not. Probably not. Was there an SIC? No. I don't know. There was some. <laughs> I
1: don't know. Why I got toys.
0: Me? More importantly, I went to Target and found Robots in Disguise Legion Class Fix-It, and he's amazing. That's the highlight of my week. <laughs> <laughs> I found Fix-It. Speaking of Fix-It, though... Um, On the way home from South Dakota, I did finish uh, watching Robots in the Skies since, like, the entire show finished uh, in, like, Australia or something. Blimey! (laughs)
2: Wait, that's
0: not Australia. (laughs) So it was on tour, and I... Crikey! There you go. There you go, nailed it. So I I downloaded that, and it was actually quite good. I was not expecting to like the show that much, and the beginning of the show was kind of really dull. But um, it definitely grew on me, and I actually really liked it, so... Hey! Uh, hey! Um, other than that I did finish Majora's Mask While I was gone too I need to take vacations more often I guess Because I actually get stuff
1: done Go again and take iZombie and Orphan Black with you <laughs> Just okay. drive around in your car Have Cat drive you around the neighborhood <laughs> Like a little kid
0: <laughs> uh, So that is done I don't know what I'm going to play next i need to see what 3DS games I have to play If not, I might pick up the Xenoblade Chronicles, because I heard that was good. And because I want to know who the fuck Shulk is. (laughs) But. (laughs) Uh, You're in my Smash Brothers, but I have no idea who you are. Um, Shulk's lesser known brother. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there's a whole lot else. I'm in the process of cleaning my den out. So I just, like, got. The entire living room is just boxes, and I'm trying to sort them, but I have too much shit. So, that's just how it goes, I suppose. But anyway, that is about it. I guess
1: that's my turn. Yep. Um. Okay, so... I finished ODST, which was really fun. I, I still love that game a lot. It's still my favorite Halo. So I'm all done with the Master Chief collection. I might go in and multiplayer a little bit sometimes, but like I played the shit out of that. So, <laughs> I finished every game they had, plus more. Like More games came out as I was playing. So that's done. And then Arkham City arrived, and that is really awesome. Night. Like, did I say City? Yeah. Damn it. Arkham Night. Uh, Arkham Morning is the next game, prequel. Uh, no, but Arkham Knight is here, and uh, I was like, yeah, Mr. S thing. This is Arkham Knight is here. Sorry. <laughs> um, but, uh, like, I freaked out because I forgot to preorder the Collector's Edition because I don't go to GameStop anymore. So, like, I haven't been on top of that Collector's Edition thing. And it was all sold on Amazon, and they had it on Walmart. I think I talked about that before. And I was curious how that was going to work, because it promised to deliver it on the day. I was like, okay, whatever. And I I wasn't sure if they meant I would get it on the day or whether it would ship. And I think it shipped on Saturday or Sunday. It might have shipped Saturday, but I saw the confirmation Sunday. But anyway, it got here on Monday, like a day early, which was really awesome. So I got to play it a day early, because I knew I wasn't going to get to play it Tuesday, because Buffy reruns were on. So it was really cool and the collector's edition is really awesome it has this neat statue and like this little art book which i forgot how art book in it <clears throat> and what i really like about it is i don't know if other collector's editions are doing this lately but it has both like the regular game case and the steel book oh, that's like, cool usually when you get these editions they come with like the one down's steel book and the games in it which is fine but something about me just i like having the regular game case So, it's just kind of neat. Like, the game, it was all regular on top, and then the steel book's like underneath it, and you can put it in there if you want. Um, So, that's just kind of cool. Like, I might actually put Arkham City in there because the Arkham City Collector's Edition had the disc in the art book, so it's really annoying to get out whenever you want to play it. Yeah, so I might actually just put Arkham City in that, that steel case since I have two cases for it. And, like, it doesn't say Arkham Knight anywhere on it, it's just got this really cool art on it. So, like, wouldn't be hard for me to figure out. <laughs> Just future amazing idiots an idiot already, so I had to, like, walk them through this. Um, but that game is really fun. I'm, I'm a little ways into it, and, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, Given my Twitter so, feed, I would have never thought that it was fun. People are really hating on the Batmobile, um... I don't know. am more or less
0: talking about how that's all my Twitter feed is. Is, the is Batmobile or just no? The game? Is just oh my god, Arkham Knight. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god, Arkham Knight. Batman. Bow, bow. <laughs> the, Batman the noises. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> just summary in my Twitter feed. I did see some complaints about the Batmobile mechanics,
1: but that that's the only complaint I've seen about the entire game. Yeah, so like far. it's not. I, I'll see how I feel at the end. But I, the Batmobile is fun to control, like, to drive around. And then there's, like, this tank mode, which I get what people say. It doesn't really feel like Batman-y. It almost feels like a totally different game. But there's some really cool ways they intermingle the regular gameplay and the Batmobile gameplay with, like, puzzles and stuff. And I'll see how I feel by the end, but I could see it being almost like a Assassin's Creed 4 thing where it's, like, I like the naval gameplay, but I wish they had less of it. But I don't see that right now because at this moment, of Batm- Batmobiles, Batmobiles are more fun than ships. That was a really weird accent. It was like three accents at once. But I just think that whoever's complaining about it, it's gotten like way blown out of proportion. Uh, for now, we'll see how I end it. But uh, other than that, the game's awesome. Um, let's see, anything else? I finished Scandal Season 4, so I can start Orange is the New Black soon. That's my Netflix stuff. Um, Toy-wise, I finally managed to get a Surfer Maru uh, I did a really dumb thing, which I did the same thing with UFO Maru in Panama for some reason, where I saw it on pre-order for HLJ three times. And every time I was there, I'm like, next time I come back, like as if I'm going to a physical store. <laughs> and I didn't pre-order it. So, like, it was out everywhere. And uh, I wanted something to combine with my figure arts mock because I didn't want him shipping by myself, <laughs> by myself, <laughs> by itself, because I ended up having to ship uh, Machine Chaser by himself. And I, I didn't like that, so I, he has a little buddy now, and I'm hoping to get Shift Tried around with there, too. I have, like, a really bad month with all this stuff coming out. I might throw in that Agumon plush. I'm not sure whether I want to get it or not. Patamon sold out, but Agumon's still there. So, but there hasn't been a whole lot of toy purchase-wise. Like, my area has been really shitty for finding anything. Um, and there hasn't been a whole lot of, like, online purchases. I've been, like, really in the kind of a gaming mood. And I'm always in a TV mood, so... That's an understatement. That, that's just my my default. Yep. So that's been me, Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman. So is everyone else right now. <laughs> I am mess man. Because
0: I am living in a mess.
1: Kevin is the superhero sleepyhead. <laughs> Kevin is man. <laughs> He just coats himself with NyQuil, so when his enemies try to attack him, they don't fall asleep immediately, but they get kind of drowsy. <laughs> like, they, they'll have an easier time falling asleep later when they're done doing villainy, or whatever you would say. Villainery, villainy? Villainy? Vill- villainy? What? Villain. Villainous. Vivian. Vill- Villainous. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the a name of a guy. My my name's Villainous. Villainous Deeds. <laughs> uh... I'm getting weird now. That's just how we live. <laughs> Pretty much. So any news? Um We already asked this, but I couldn't remember if there's anything we were gonna talk see. About. Type formula has stickers on it and it's um, the worst Yeah, color. some
0: new premium bandai Tom Web exclusives went up. Um of note is drive type formula and Commodore knuckle. Um I will probably buy Knuckle. Because I like Zach, <laughs> I like Zach a lot, so I might end up buying Nuggle. But um, Formula was weird for me because it was one of those things where I, I really dig certain things about Formula, particularly the like the the shift car advertisements that are all over the the IndyCar portions. And so I'm like, well, the figure it's gonna look really fucking awesome, and. So then they put up, like, pictures of the figure, and it's like, well, that does look really fucking awesome. Then they put one at the very bottom of the page that just shows the figure with no emblems whatsoever. And, I, I mean, I couldn't read the Japanese because kanji's everywhere, and fuck that shit. But uh, they released a picture of the sticker sheet that you have to put on your figure art to
1: give him the emblems. Um, I think this is a first, or at least amongst a first set.
0: Like, yeah, um, I... I thought I remember stickers for something, but it wasn't... It wasn't major. I think it was just, like, for some parts or something, maybe. And I could just be fucking making it up as it is. It, it could have been something completely different. It's probably for a fucking Transformer or something that I'm thinking of. But, yeah, I mean, it's a...
1: You know what it was, maybe? The cards. Was it Ryuki's cards? That's probably what I'm thinking of. Yeah, but that's like the only thing that. Those, those were technically cardboard, be... too. I don't even think those were any stickers. Or, 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 there was something. There was a card. Some cards had stickers. It might have been Figma. It might have been Sachaku Henshin. I'm not sure, but I'm remembering cards. Okay.
0: Hmm. I'll but... believe you.
1: Believe but... <laughs> <laughs> Sachaku Henshin. The dead figure art prototype. <laughs> but I mean, you're.
0: It's the same thing with the the exclusive Ranger key sets. If you're paying for a premium fucking item, I don't have to put stickers on the goddamn thing. You do that
1: shit for me. Hell, even if this wasn't an exclusive figure, just the standard of the figure line in general does not scream stickers to me. Mm -hmm.
2: Like,
1: even, like, though some of the quality of of certain ones have gone down, it's still a higher-end figure line that I would never anticipate having stickers on it like a candy toy. Like, I have this candy toy saga because there's no other saga figures and like every time i dust like his stickers are like fraying off of him like his fingernails got too long like <laughs> and it's like impossible to dust so he's practically naked it's like i don't know what kind of quality these would be but even if they're like some sort of like better quality almost like bumper sticker level or something uh it's still annoying to have to put that on something like that and if you don't get it right then it just bothers you mm-hmm like, there was a couple on my LBXs where I had it sort of right, but it was just off enough that I would go to fix it and then ruin it. <laughs> it's like when you're like, "Oh, that guy's head's a quarter of an inch off." Fixes avalanche. Damn it! <laughs> that, that wasn't worth it. He should have just kept looking slightly to the left. <laughs> he could have. Ju-
0: he should have just kept looking like an idiot. It would have been better than everyone
1: else looking dead. Truth. Uh, <laughs>
0: um so that, that was a thing Knuckle looks really good though I do dig him a lot at least it wasn't um, the Beat riders
1: classic <laughs> figure so at least it wasn't the B-Riders <laughs> it'll say that on the back of the box is one of his quotes oh, it uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want better great
0: I think that's about it for for relevant things um, a bunch of new Dragon Ball stuff keeps popping up there's like a new Super Saiyan Goku figure that's like all beat up
1: don't don't forget the Comic Con exclusive, uh, Frieza Saga Goku, <laughs> which is essentially just like different because the art style slightly changed over the years.
0: <laughs> they changed his belt and they gave him stick like not stickers, but they they put a
1: a seal on his shirt. That, that's yeah, about the extent of that. Because he had like the, the like his school symbols on him, and then they just kind of stopped having them, and then all of a sudden he has it again in in. Battle of the Gods like it seems weird to me that Vegeta's wearing his Saiyan armor because he stopped wearing it like that's like I always associate his Saiyan not his like original Saiyan armor but you know like the yeah. Cell Saga one I always associate that with the Cell Saga or the Android Saga and like he stopped wearing that like his default outfit to me now is the one from like the Majin Buu Saga so it was really weird seeing him in that I don't know it's just a weird preference <laughs> I like my Vegeta dress right <laughs> I want my Vegeta in a jumpsuit <laughs> Because it was just essentially like the Saiyan armor, but without the armor. I guess the armor is more protective, but I don't know. It just seemed weird, like a step backwards.
0: Yeah, I, I get that. Um, so yeah, I don't know what's going on with that line. They're redoing Super Saiyan Vegeta and Super Saiyan Trunks.
1: <sighs> I guess, but in like better colors or something. I'm picking up like a few, but I haven't really kept up with that. Like I picked up Vegito recently. I'm going to get Mystic Gohan. Yeah, I'm getting Mystic Gohan. I don't have any of my other ones anymore. I um, feel like... Did they show a Majin Buu at some point? I feel like I they showed remember. Super Buu or something. But if they ever do any of the Majin Buus, I'll probably get most of them. I don't really want evil Grey Buu, but I'd, I'd love a Fat Buu figure-out because I think it'd be like the first fat figure-out i ever owned. <laughs> and like, I'd like a Super Buu one or even his other other like you know go tanks or go on absorbed ones but
0: like how bluefin like went from fucking like going oh my god power rangers power rangers pow pow power
1: rangers <laughs>
0: <laughs> to guys dragon ball z dragon ball z sailor moon dragon ball z dragon ball z i'm like you guys are the worst <laughs> you guys are the, Drake- the, the worst people
1: Dragon Ball Z, like, in the last five years has gotten, like, a resurgence in popularity. Like, insane. With the movies and, like, the games and, and the figures, is, it's kind of neat. Like, I'm glad the show's coming back and we'll get to see more of it, but it's just, it's something I put to bed, so it seems really weird for it to be back like that.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see what
1: happens with those, but...
0: Um, outside of that, um, some...
1: Oops. Oop. Canadian Oop side, but... in Canadian news. <laughs> Robin Sparkles is on tour. In
0: uh in other Canadian news, um milk is sold in bags. Oh my I... god,
1: is it? Yeah. You didn't That's... know that? No. You could they be saw, lying right now. This is saw, like when Kevin makes up Star Wars characters or Ninja <laughs> Turtles characters. So like, they sell oh, yeah, in bags in Canada. That's Bing Bong the Mutant Roly-Poly. Like, he's <laughs> a major character who had a really dark drug arc. I'm like, oh, I totally believe you. He could make that all up. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, you're, you're right. I don't even know. I'm not lying. Anyway, what's <sighs> the real news that I derailed, like, three times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, some Gaim Gaiden 2 uh, information started it's, coming out a little bit. Um, no word on, like, what Duke's story is really about. Well, I mean, I guess there's a kind of hint, but, uh, Knuckles is apparently taking place after the show, uh, cause some emblems popped up for a Team Neo Baron, and it says established, like, 2015 or something on it. So, that's supposed to take place after the show, apparently, so I don't know how he's gonna get his, uh, driver back, but we'll see. Maybe they're making more now that they have like, two of them now. But, um... So that's happening, and then the lockseed edition of the movie comes with a lemon lockseed and a Duke faceplate. So we're going to be looking at probably a pre-show um, Duke story before like the, the Genesis drivers and stuff are made. So yeah. we'll get to see a Sengoku driver Duke running around. It's, um, it's a repaint of the Kiwi lockseed. So that's Kiwi
1: that's
0: <laughs> lemon,
1: I think he used it in the movie. It's like for real that Loxied saw like no action in the show. I don't. it was they, in like every movie. I think it was in like the Tokyo movie. <laughs> like he <it> wasn't,
0: <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't the, even the, in that movie.
1: The Kiwi Loxied has showed up in more movies than it did in the show. I guarantee that. <laughs> I just thought it was funny that not only did did Michi have—well, this should be saved for the movie, but since I'm talking about it—not only did he have, like, his driver in a great block seat, but he had, like, his whole arsenal. Like, he got Kiwi, he's got the bike. Like, he's just holding out. (laughs) (laughs) I got my shit, guys. (laughs) Lock vehicles. (laughs) Pudo Kiwi. Because theoretically, he could have given Kiwi to anybody that had a driver. Or was he the only driver? I don't he know. He
0: was the only driver at the time.
1: Damn. They could build drivers, though. They don't need Helheim to make drivers.
0: Pulls out Yomo Degri. <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> that got, got destroyed. Nope.
1: <laughs> uh, the cyanide lock seed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but other than that, I can't think of
0: anything else
1: new. It's been pretty slow. It's one of those weeks where there's like, tiny little tidbits of news that aren't even newsworthy. So I guess now it's time for
0: Superhero time That's all you're getting
1: (laughs) That's all you're getting Not even going to tell you what's in it (laughs)
0: Um, so uh, we did not do Ninja or Drive last week because of the whole you know internet connection thing And I couldn't get the episodes and all that stuff But we're going to go ahead and do them today uh, We'll do both episodes of Ninja, Ninja then Drive And then we're going to fluff the show a little bit with a discussion of the Game and Drive movie So
1: that's our agenda today
0: <laughs>
1: Fluff it's <laughs> gonna be the new fluff sound effect.
0: It, it's t- like the surroundings is just gonna be the the
1: uh, Kota vs. Michi Hegri fight. Exactly. Feathers
0: everywhere. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's exactly what it was from. Actually, they were trying to stuff out the show, even though yeah. they could have used more. Both my favorite toku shows in the last few years, Gaiman Growbusters, both had pointless episodes that got pushed into them. That's not really gross. <laughs> yep. Speaking <laughs> of really gross, the nin- Ninja. <laughs> Oh, you got that right. It was pretty gross both weeks in a row.
0: Um, I wrote a couple notes down.
1: Ooh, fancy. Um, (laughs) You think you're better than me? (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) So, so episode 16 featured the dad, and we got some quote-unquote backstory. On um, um the 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 dad I don't even remember what his name is Tsumoji or whatever the fuck is I don't know what his name is.
1: But lesser Cam <laughs> Uh
0: so the dad character wanted to be a ninja, but he like he got older and just his like his ability went away. He's like I performance can fuck, issues I can't ninja yeah, anymore and they don't make ninja Viagra yet. So <laughs> he stopped being a ninja and uh, Taka, what's his face, was like, Taka Toribata, was all, you know, like, oh, if you could be a great ninja, then we could have three generations of awesome ninja. Damn it, Dad, you fucked
1: up. And then still only pick one person to fight, because that makes sense. (laughs) Yep. That's That's how the rules work in here, but, um...
0: So the like the 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 monster for the episode is the stereotypical the the umbrella with the eye on it and stuff it's just a just a normal yokai monster
1: <laughs> stereotypical umbrella with
0: an <laughs> eye on it you know the type well, it's a, it's a it's a common like yokai it's, I forgot what his his name was because I don't remember fucking names but it, that like it's that fucker ad. shows up in like every show that draws from yokai mythology like that that fucker shows up but uh, so he turned to an umbrella and like it was it was really stupid. The, the dad at one point actually did have like ninja powers. He could make it wind.
1: He <laughs> like just farting really good. And then and then it was no more after that. It was it was the last toot. <laughs> the,
0: deep toot. He he got two good deep toots out, and after that it was just pitiful little boots. But <laughs> <laughs> um. I
1: there there was it I don't know this I don't care about the show. Like I just I feel like if if I cared about the show and there was some sort of level of competence then it could be an interesting thing to explore with the dad about why he can't why he used to be able to. But it's just like because I don't care and it wasn't even handled that well. Like it was for an episode so that he could use ninja powers for like one second. It just seemed so mishandled and i don't know i just didn't enjoy it
0: and i mean like the base plot of the episode was them again trying to figure out where their hideout is like well, where are they hiding out at <laughs> they're hiding uh, they, they're hiding out at a fucking dojo how hard <laughs> is it to find a goddamn dojo in that city
1: at one point okay. it was right outside a police precinct. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they 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 live and train in a dojo. So you just take the city, find out all the fucking dojos in the city, and you can you can kind of narrow it down. Well, all we have, have to do I, is follow one home from school. Well, they tried that, but they got defeated. That oh, was in I messed up <laughs> that. was at the very beginning. I fell asleep. So they, they weren't like uh, home from school. They were coming home from the store or something. And well, they
1: do it from school. Their guard will be down.
0: So, like the 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 monster set up this thing to to catch the dad at like the grocery store, and like because he had the ability to to <laughs> to like make it rain, <laughs> make it rain, son. <laughs> so he was like Akira from Tokyo, but uh, <laughs> um, and so like the dad would grab the umbrella and walk home and then the monster would be like, Oh, I'm the umbrella brah. And
1: so <laughs> th- about umbrellas th- my
0: issue with that was like he's like, Oh, I knew the dad would go shopping. He can't pass up a good deal I'm like, Well you learned from Himiki. <laughs> but I'm like so the the this monster knew the dad would go to that convenience store because they were having a sale. That that was the entire driving force behind this plot that he knew That's, that Dad would go to the grocery store to buy sale
1: products. That sounds like a Ghosted drew Air Conditioning level of plot.
0: <laughs> well, I knew he was gonna go buy groceries. Well, you're you're brilliant. Uh, oh, like, I, hate I don't, don't show. And throughout the entire episode, I just kept looking at Fuka's shirt. It said Ben Gay on it. <laughs> Except it was like B-E-N-G-H-Y And it was like split between both sides of the shirt I don't know I just kept seeing Ben Gay and it kept making me <laughs> chuckle uh, That's all classic, I took out of the episode
1: Classic Ben Classic Gay <laughs> <laughs> uh, But
0: I uh, It's it It is what it is There's There's still absolutely nothing to talk about with the show at least after episode 16 um you ready to move on to 17 or yeah um so 17 had um star ninja going well this is my last fucking day to kill these sons of bitches welp i'm
1: fucked (laughs) that pretty much sums up that um I'm sure some and and boater. the ninjas are like, how can we help him? I'm like, just fucking kill yourselves, all of you, right now. <laughs> and then he'll win. And then he'll be like, look, I did it. I'll just do it right now. That would be the best thing for this show. It really would. <laughs> it would have been helpful to me and the star ninja. <laughs> <sighs> um, The monster was a little boater
0: dude. Um, who could who could like make illusions of your like your worst nightmares? And so Star Ninja's worst nightmare was, Cordy. his dad, <laughs> his dad and his brother getting killed by apparently uh RJ, uh, <laughs> werewolf RJ. Um, so I I don't need, need whatever there, but um, I assume it was Michael J. Fox from the
1: original Teen Wolf that did it. There you go. It actually, it. it was Michael Jackson from Thriller. <laughs> He was like thriller. Oh crap! Your dad's dead. <laughs> um, and then he so, became white. Like yeah. the promise is that, like
0: we knew that already, and the the narrative didn't actually build anything on on that whatsoever. Like it, it didn't show us more about what actually happened that night. Or or anything at all. It just it just like showed them dying like three times.
1: And then it, it, all it did is inform the ninjas, the Korn ninjas, about his his dad and brother, and about Cutemon. Like it wasn't, and there was no no progression. It was just them being caught up with the audience.
0: Yeah, kinda, that's awful when you put it that way. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like like this episode seems kind of important, but then you realize it was just <laughs> I'm catching up, pretty much. <laughs> And, like, the whole... Any sort of meaning behind him being in the nightmare of losing his family was completely undercut for me by Takaharu's nightmare being green peppers. Yep. <laughs> like,
0: that's all, like... His greatest nightmare was green peppers. And then like, he ended up
1: just eating them. I think that's my problem with the show overall. And these two episodes in particular, because they, they sort of had tried to have some emotional beats... But like the show is so ridiculous that it's not like there hasn't been ridiculous Toku before, but they always have like this. It's hard to explain, but like this ground level where they can come down and you can still uh, feel something for the characters or feel that, that this is important. But there, there's no I, – I haven't found that yet with the ninja. And, like, the green pepper is undercutting that. Is a perfect example where I can't find even a small amount of ground to touch on where I feel at least that it's supposed to be important. It's like everything is just completely out of touch for me. Yep. And it, it's just – it's way, way over the top and I can't just grasp onto anything and it's just – I can't anymore. <laughs> <laughs> And so
0: Cute Mom pops up And is like So you wanna be My apprentice And he's like Yeah I don't, I don't know Give me another day Cause I need to see If I can kill These fuckers first You can buy Happy, my hammer online And be this guy's So you can't anymore Oh <laughs> <laughs> Like only 4 Only 4,000 were made And it's sold out Within like a day There goes the, that bit the, the, the Like the Middleman services And stores and stuff Are selling it for like 80 to 120 bucks Oh, Jesus.
1: Why is it so popular?
0: Because only 4,000 were made. I don't even think it's really that it's popular. It's just that it's limited. Um,
1: Well, but even so, it's like. It's Um, the nature, guys.
0: Everyone needs to calm down. (laughs) This isn't
1: even the real Cupemon. It's not even pink.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, so he's like, well, I need to see if I can kill these fuckers first, and then I'll get back. Give me a day. And she's like, okay, whatever. And. I hate their show so much (laughs) and so like they're they're all done and then they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna have a fight like a one on one on one on one on one on one fight (laughs) apparently like at the end on the beach they're like okay let's do it let's get it before the day's done and then like the fucking grandpa pops out of the goddamn sand or whatever shit he does I hate that little (laughs) son of a bitch (laughs) (laughs) and he's like you're on American time you're a fucking idiot no, oh, this done. is real time, <laughs> So apparently, Star Ninja, like his trial was done yesterday, not today. And so he's like, "Well, you cannot be my apprentice. You're done. You're fired. You are the weakest link. <laughs> Goodbye." <laughs> and he's like, "Well, you can have Surfer Maru. You can have this guy that you guys got today, um, because you need to get home. And so just surf, surf him home, and." Call it a day. And then everyone's immediately just waving to him. Bye! What's, what was the fucking
1: ribbon thing? Is that some Ever. weird culture thing I don't understand? Probably some culture thing you don't understand. That's my assumption. Just, it's like, here, look, let's hold ribbons and walk far apart from each other. When did this start? Was this a joke? Did somebody, like, well, they'll be doing this years from now if we get this started. It'll be hilarious. Uh, so he, he just fucking ups and leaves.
0: And, like, I'm sitting here going, okay. Grandpa asshole, hold on. Like, you can't even say, you know what, I'm not going to fucking train you, but stick around and help my, my grandchildren. Or, <laughs> it's or so anything. Dumb. Like, he he immediately can't be trained by the grandpa, so he's just like, shoot, back off to America, you go, with your ninja powers. I'm not even going to take your fucking ninja powers. You can go just be a ninja in America. Why does he need to be an apprentice? God damn it. Like, to just that mana. before.
1: Like, he's got plenty of power. I don't know what he thinks he has to learn from the grandpa. He knows how to fight. He's got his own ranger system, his own zord, his own sword. He's got everything. I don't know what he needs from this dude. Um, Like, and, and just logically, why would he let, uh, like, this help go away that could not only the, could this dude help them in the fight, but then he gives him a sword. like a zord that would also be helpful, like... <laughs> It's 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 part of the whole basis of it being the only one person can win. It's just so dumb. Like
0: the, I, I feel like it's probably gonna end up being like a, oh I sent him off because he needed to learn that he didn't need to be my apprentice that uh, he's strong on his own and but I feel like that's probably what it's gonna end up being because this is stereotypical Sentai now but. It, like, it, just the entire fact of the matter is just really frickin' stupid, because now you have this little fucker that's gonna, like, swim away, and probably gonna join up with Cutemon. Yeah. Because now he can't be the last ninja's apprentice, so now he can be Cutemon's apprentice instead, so now he's probably gonna come back and, like, just be evil, which I'm fine with at this point. But
1: what happens when it's revealed, though, that he was faking being evil so he could get Cutemon's iPad? <laughs> And he's like, he, he was fricks. faking.
0: He, he gets, was faking evil to be to get Cute uh, Month's mallet because he couldn't get one out of Premium Bandai.
1: That's exactly <laughs> the, the whole storyline has been about the Premium Bandai fiasco. <laughs> it's like it definitely could be that, but there's still so much of the logic is, and what, what's shitty is that the logic behind the Last Ninja probably isn't going to change. Like it's just so dumb. I have no problem with. It's funny because I have problems on both sides because I have no problems with heroes needing to do things by themselves. But, like, Power Rangers and Sentai are usually a team show, so this team's really dumb to have this only one person. And then on the other hand, if there's situations in both Sentai and PR that could easily be handled by one person and they all of a sudden need five. <laughs> like, I think in the Dino Charge finale, like, Tyler, we need you! No, you don't! There's fucking four of you! If you can't fucking handle it with four people, you're fired. Tyler's really trying to get that not-bracelet back. <laughs> Like, both sides of it piss me off. And that's, like, a larger issue of the format than the show itself. But the show itself is pretty crap. Truth. The only positive I found out of both episodes is that I like Surfer Maru's design because he's, like, my little surfing buddy. And I like his Megazord mode because he's got, like, this little Ehh! face. <laughs>
0: he does. He <laughs> so, does.
1: I love his face. So he just like has, him. like, this this,
0: like, grumpy, like, shark teeth sort of face going on and i love Shark it bait. wow <laughs> i love his jingle too it's like it's like stereotypical surfer like noise this whole show is a stereotype it is it's like a stereotype of everything like it's like stereotypical cowboys stereotypical americans stereotypical surfer noises
1: stereotypical elephants <laughs> <laughs> stereotypical shit <laughs> I should Toku to aliens at the same time. <laughs> same thing.
0: Oh god, this show. I don't know. I, I, I've given up. I guess. I think. I like. I. It's hard to say because it, it's easy to say. Oh, I give up on this show, and then like have it pull a Tokyo and be like, "Well, this actually turned out to be really good." But like I said with Tokyo, way back, it doesn't excuse the beginning of the show for being boring. Yeah. And that's going to be the case here like even if it gets its ground eventually it that doesn't excuse the it's the same thing with drive. It doesn't excuse the first half of the show for being absolute shit. Yeah. So, that that's how I'm going to end up probably feeling on the show if it does get good, but
1: like I'm curious how that'll play out for me like if the plot gets good, something still has to happen for the characters for me because even if the plot gets good, I either hate them or I just don't remember them. Right, like mm-hmm. like because I was thinking about that with Tokyo, and because I quit. Fairly early on. I think I was still watching. Maybe at this point. I'm not sure. I think I quit roughly around Orange. I don't remember. But anyway. But even when I quit, like I mentioned in our previous discussions, there were still plot lines I was interested in checking up on. And I didn't hate all of the characters. I certainly hated some, but I still at least liked them enough or didn't hate them Um, or remember their names after, like, hours. Um, (laughs) And even with Drive, like, when Drive was really boring or generic, there were still characters I didn't hate. But, like, right now, I either straight-up hate them, or I can't remember them, or just, like, I don't have any sort of, even little attachment to anybody right now. And even at, like, the lowest points of Tokyo Drew, I still had enough of a fondness for at least one person. Mm. And so that's what's going to be interesting for me, is that, they really have to do something character wise because even if the show gets really good story wise or mediocre story wise i have a hard time connecting when i don't like any of the characters i like their suits can their suits just be characters (laughs) can it be like that movie with uh fuck i can't i can't even my reference right it was like was it my favorite martian where uh Doc Brown fucking had that zoot suit that was silver. This is an obscure reference. I don't know why. I think so, yeah. I don't know how this happened. But can we just watch that movie instead? That'd be <laughs> much more entertaining. That <sighs> suit was a better character than all of the in No lie. Because that suit <laughs> was sentient.
0: Uh, oh, I, I don't know anymore, but I, I I can safely say as fact that I am not enjoying anything about this show right now.
1: I'm enjoying the designs, and that's it. I'm enjoying Sharkbait's face, and that's all. (laughs) Sharkbait Mario. (sighs) Exactly. It's going to be his American name.
0: Um, But yeah, that's, that's about it. I'm ready to move on to better shows.
1: So Drive. Drive last week... Was also a pretty solid episode, but I, I'm still not sure how I feel about Nira being uh, Uncle Ben's actual killer. <laughs> I'm not sure I feel I, about
0: it. I need to like either rewatch it or rewatch that scene. I, I meant to and just completely forgot earlier. Um, like I don't, I don't get the entire like how it happened thing. Like I understand that Nira was like his buddy rival character and he was like well your dad was so much fucking better than me and i hated him for it because i'm a little twit and <laughs> uh it's like he wanted him de- it's like hoji
1: from g3 but like really lame <laughs> i mean from g3 <laughs> kind of, from agito
0: kind of like i like w- do, do you understand what happened i mean like he was at the bank
1: him? And he like he like really shittily stuck over with a gun. <laughs> like him no one will and see me.
0: him and who else? There was some other. He said him and another guy was that, was that the robber? Was the other
1: guy? Yeah, he was in on it, and like it was kind of confusing because then I couldn't tell whether was zero zero one a part of it from the beginning or did he just take advantage of the situation. I don't know. Like that was what I didn't understand. They might elaborate more on it next time, I guess. But, I don't like, know. The like, was
0: that he took the gun and was kind of pointing it at the robber and then said, you know what, no. And then shot his dad instead. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was all I got out of it. Like, uh, and it takes away the heroism from him protecting that girl from nothing. <laughs> In fact, he probably endangered that girl. <laughs> like, the robber was like, and then he just started waving his (laughs) arms around going "Ah, i'm a robber and and he was like oh no like it was so dumb it almost felt like a rewrite because they are we've already seen the scene of the robber shooting him and then like 001 in the background lurking and then this was all of a sudden like look over just to the left (laughs) this was happening like it was kind of like spider-man through but they're like oh no sandman watch this, this reshot scene um like I don't know, like it's it's essentially like the first episode we've heard about it. So within the next episode or even more, they could elaborate more, but I'm just not sure how I feel about it. I feel like the actual reveal would have been more shocking if everyone hadn't speculated about it over the last few weeks.
2: Yeah.
1: Like it's been one of the things I've heard most, so that would have been at least for shock value, like if no one had thought of that, I would have been pretty shocked since he was kind of this like creepy sort of antagonist slash like, creeper, slash, I don't know. It was just, it was really weird. Like, I did, didn't, when people thought of the theory, I was like, it seemed so weird to have someone as, like, a serious role as his dad's killer be this weird comedic relief character that was rubbing himself up against people. Um, so, I don't know how I feel about that um, and how all that is going to go down. And then Brain's, like, super obsessed with them. And then did the fusion dance with him for a second so he could get Super Roy Mude God, Super Saiyan Roy Mude. He just needed Nira to pee on him. Yeah, he just <laughs> needed he needed Nira inside of him <laughs> so that he could go gold. Um, yeah, I don't know. The one thing I am really glad
0: about is the fact that, like, Nira continues to be a fucking dragass. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, like they had the opportunity to kind of, like, redeem him after makage like outed him and so so they they were pretty much given an opportunity that they could take the character and like redeem him make him less of less of a jerk and actually he was even more of a jerk but now now he like is continuously a jackass like he was being nice to them only because it helped him in this situation and so I I I do like that. I'm I'm glad he is still a jackass because I'm not one for characters getting redeemed. Redemption's stupid. So <laughs> so I'm I'm glad he wasn't redeemed. I'm glad he's still an asshole. I don't completely understand what the fuck happened. I think I need to watch it again, and hope I understand it this time. But uh, I I I am glad that he is still like a complete fucking
1: asshole because Brian likes assholes.
0: I do especially Kenji Matsuda's
1: <laughs> oh god and here he goes, oh dear dear lord <laughs> um, yeah I hope it's more elaborated on but it's just it seemed very kind of weird and he's such a sniveling little guy too like just from like cowering away with brain like he's practically hunched over like Gollum at this point <laughs> um <laughs> which, that's exactly how Gollum sounds spot on <laughs> yeah. oh. i'm trying to think if anything else happened in this episode um, the, only, the only thing
0: the, I, he turned one of the monsters into like one of those giant flying viral cores
1: and so they had to bust out the, the ride boosters it was like, which hey, it's still not used all three together since yep. its, its introduction i think chase rid on it wrote on it once but like, now that all three of them are on the same team, I assume they'll do it at one point, but I just think it's funny how long that's been out. And at second outing, he's driving it by himself.
0: <laughs> it's like, hey kids, remember these? No one bought them the first time, so we're using them again.
1: Buy them. Maybe if we put other people in them, they'll sell it more. Um, and, and I think there was like a scene of Mach, like on a dock or something going through the iPad and it's and oh, yeah. he's like, hey dad. <laughs> uh, so I did my homework. Uh, here's my report card. Um, but why? I mean, I get that Mock's like, oh, I betrayed everyone. I'm just really fucking weird. Like, But he should totally at least go to his apartment or go to the base or the precinct or somewhere and re- instead of reading that iPad, which he worked so hard to steal, out in the open where anybody could come up on him. Especially since that's all Roy to do is sit in their silk room and wander the town. So, like, they could so easily steal it from him. I would be – after I stole that, I would definitely be wanting to – investigate it in a secure location Like he's been moping around in, at docks for like two weeks now <laughs> it's really dumb I don't, know. I don't understand anything about Go like he goes
0: from this character that just kind of shows him and goes ma and like sprays confetti everywhere <laughs> while masturbating with his driver <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's like brooding and then he just becomes a complete backstabbing asshole and now he's brooding again <laughs> I so was the, the show will
1: we'll be going, and confetti everywhere Probably. Again. <laughs> It'll be like Common uh, writer Lamb again. Mah. <laughs> <laughs> Mah. Yeah, it really is all over the place. Like, I think the only time I sort of liked anything going on with him was I, I liked the idea behind him being jealous of Drive since his system was the most up to date, but he wasn't getting anything. Uh, because that was something that a lot of the secondary writers have. Um,. And I thought that was interesting, but other than that, I didn't like annoying uh, lewd content him when he first showed up, and and having a grudge against Chase, and like even that wasn't properly resolved because even before he fake joined the Roy mutes, he really didn't like Chase, and then like he attacked him more when he was supposedly under their control, and now he's just okay with him. Like I don't want him attacking him again, but I would have liked to at least seen that resolved. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, man, I guess you're okay, and then they shake hands or whatever, or hug, or make out, or whatever that they do. <laughs> Japanese people, they're probably gonna punch each other. Jap- does that happen in Japan like a lot on the streets? Like someone's being unreasonable and they just fucking deck them. <laughs> like that happens like all the time. <laughs> they're so melodramatic over there. <laughs> like they just like Japan can be summed up for or Japan TV shows that I watch can be summed up by people decking each other and saying that's unforgivable. Like they just like to say that's unforgivable like a lot. Like I ate the last cheese curd. That's unforgivable. Like, I don't know. That is unforgettable, it's actually. Bad. You don't need yeah, the last really cheese curry, mine. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. That sounds really good now. Um, but, yeah. Go be weird. Yeah, so
0: we'll see what happens. I forgot what the next episode's supposed to be about. Uh, More on News. supposed to be on this week, but.
1: It, it's. I mean, I can't even say it's getting good because it's been good for quite a yeah. while now. At least it's giving us half of superhero time to enjoy. I definitely yeah. wish the ninja would have been off this week instead of drive.
0: I'm
1: like, like he, can you can you imagine how awful life would be if drive was like still at the beginning stages, where we didn't. Oh God! Like it? And it was both the ninja and drive like going at the same part, and they're both shit. <sighs> uh, it's funny in general, though. Like I, I mentioned to you this this to you before, but like years ago, whenever like Toku would go on break for golf or whatever, I would be like so mad and like, fuck golf. I still don't like golf. But (laughs) but like now when it happens, I'm like, yay, a vacation. I don't have any (laughs) homework. It's like finding out there's no homework for the weekend. And Like, it's just funny that, like, this thing that used to interest me so much is, like, before I'd be like, damn it, I'm going to have to wait two weeks for this. And now I'm like, I'm going to have to wait two weeks for this Netflix party. (laughs) It's just, it's really funny. Yeah, I can relate. (laughs) I feel like this is one of those situations with when with uh, Ninja being on instead of drive, it was like when the movies when one of the brothers dies in a car accident and the other does it. And the mom's like, it should have been you. <laughs> but instead of it, it's like Ninja's on and I'm like, it should have been you. You should have been canceled because of golf.
0: They really need to flop those time slots around,
1: huh? I do. Give Ninja the, the good morning time slot and then kill it. <laughs> And then replace it with metal heroes like it should be. And they can bring back Steven Spielberg and the, the sweeper guy or whatever the hell everyone was excited about from those figurettes a few weeks ago. <laughs> Spielborg, I don't remember. Wingjammer win wing jammer. I don't remember their win, names. Win Spectre? Yeah, that's it. It's like a Spectre gadget with wind on the front of it. Well,
0: Spielbond was the other one. <laughs>
1: there we go. I knew Spiel was in it. I was on to something Spielbond was JB What's my favorite one? Uh, Jan Person What's my favorite? because his name is just Jan Person <laughs> Secret identity is Jan from The Office uh, his Power up his boobs I Then I would go after Jan And I hate Jan <laughs> Go back to Jan Person And I hate Jan Person I'm waiting for Holly Person From the Metal Hero reboot Oh The Office I miss The Office now Oh, well. So I think that's it for Superhero Time proper. Mm-hmm. So now it's time for whatever this jingle is called. Movie, movie, movie time. <laughs> that was like those old, you know, movie <laughs> things. <laughs> Got it. There we go. I had to think of a noise really quick, and I just started making it. Um, so, yeah, Gaim versus Drive. Or is Drive versus Gaim? I don't know where they do do it in. Um it was it was actually pretty damn good and significantly better than last year's movie. It wasn't last year's movie that stupid Sengoku movie where like they brought yeah. back the other 9 riders for no fucking reason. Yeah. I mean, I know it was part of their plot, but it was still for no fucking reason for me. <laughs> and thankfully nobody from Wizard Past was on in yeah, this one. No one. Not a
0: single fucking old person. I mean, there's probably old people, but I mean like old writers... We're in this movie whatsoever, and it was amazing. Like, there was no revived characters like Inazu Man or anything. Yeah, I was just going to say that. No like, old riders.
1: It was just the game people and the drive people in a movie. It's kind of incredible when you think about it now. <laughs> it was how it should be but always. It's also kind of funny. Like, the last few years, we've either had old riders in it or, like, um,. Like you said, the Nazuman people, but like even last year's was kind of an anomaly in terms of shit. Like at least the other ones, like I think O's and Forze's had a really decent like O's or Forze Returns movie, like a decent epilogue. But like Gimes was just made of shit. It was like this alternate universe, like it was just weird. Like when you think about it, like even though the other movies might not be the best at times, they still had some yeah like the, con- continuity parts. But last the year, was current
0: airing so- writers in in these like, team-up movies, always heavily gets the shaft.
2: Um, yeah.
0: But I don't think Drives was actually that bad. I mean... I wasn't as invested as in
1: Gimes, but it was still right. interesting.
0: It, it, it's hard to be as invested, because Gimes are looking at it from, a, well, the show's over, this is a nice little, like, epilogue thing, it's cool to see everyone again, and Drive. You kind of just looking at it like okay, it's just kind of like another episode.
1: Drive is kind of like when well, actually when you watch these movies when you're watching the current writer, it's like losing your progress, <laughs> and you're like fuck, I don't have any of these weapons because y- you don't have like all this stuff uh, that we're in, we're in right now. Like we just got Tridoron, uh, Mock wasn't really around yet. He kind of walked around for his little cameo. Um, Chase is still evil. Uh, it's just kind of funny. You, it's like you lose progress, and you—I f- forget that we're so out of touch with the movie times. Yeah, it, it's—it's really—it's—it's
0: it's hard to get back in that idea. It's like okay, you're going back to this was drive before the possible retool, and <laughs> he doesn't have like half his shit anymore. His identity's still there. secret. Nobody knows who he is. So you uh, have to kind of get back <laughs> into that
1: mind frame. It's really hard. It's funny to think Mach kind of had this cool, mysterious lurker vibe, and then when he kids are like, "Oh man, this cool character," and then he shows up. (laughs) 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 It's like it's like seeing this badass in the shadows, and he appears, and he's just like, (laughs) "It's so
0: underwhelming when you think about it." I'm glad
1: I'm glad I saw first.
0: (laughs) Because if, if I saw that at the theater I,
1: and then saw him on the TV, I'd get really let down. Especially since I like his suit so much. All these, the Ninja and like Mock, is like these suits I love so much and they're filled with idiots.
0: Sounds about right. Um, but I mean, I guess regarding the drive portion, since we're kind of like stuck on drive right now, um, like I said, it, it, it was okay. It didn't do a lot that was amazing. Um but it didn't like irritate me or I wasn't really bored or anything. Uh Lupin's suit continues to question
1: like everything. He was like as close as wizard came to a candy out. Like it looked very <laughs> wizard esque. Like it, it looked along the lines of like sorcerer and stuff.
0: Like I, I feel like he's misplaced because he doesn't have like a driver. So he's just like flamboyant suit. And so I'm like, you. You look very wizardy. I don't know why you're
1: not here. <laughs> yeah, so the whole thing's kind of weird too because he's using like a, a model of machine chaser system, but that was created by the Roy Mudes,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: like none of his stuff's really car based. Uh, it's like, where did he get the blueprints to make a rider system? I don't know. I guess was it in he, that he, Android he got body it from Machine Chaser?
0: Well, how did because he get it though? He just scanned his shit when Machine Chaser showed. Oh. Okay. Because, like, he was a roid mude, and so he got into the the cool roid mude body, and he was like, oh, I'm immortal,
1: brah. So he used Machine mm. Chaser's system and then made it really fanciful.
0: Yeah. Because he's like, got to make everything pretty. Pretty much. That's, that's basically how it went.
1: But, like, the concepts were cool. Like, the idea that Krim stored this body uh, that didn't work out and that he was going to be Drive originally and... Uh, the the, I'm not so sure how I feel about this criminal guy I just wanting to be immortal, like hobbling in there, <laughs> stealing a Roy Mute body. Um, but some of the concepts around it were cool, and it it would have made for a good episode or, or an arc on the show if it was more fleshed out. Yeah. Um, but it certainly wasn't bad. It, the, the whole storyline was pretty disconnected from uh, Gaim's portion and like the overall plot that connected the two. I like how he knew that. Kiriko wasn't Kiriko
0: because she smiled. Yeah, like, she'd never it's like do she never. Like she tried to comfort me. That bitch wouldn't
1: do that. My favorite part was when he ripped off the mask and he still had the tiny hat on. <laughs> 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 the tiny hat is my favorite character in Drive. No one will ever change that. Like that was so good. Um, was there anything else specifically about the Drive half? Not really? Um. So Gaim's half was pretty good. <laughs> it was. It was.
0: It was a nice little epilog-ish thing. I mean, it picks up after the last episode. I mean, I I don't even know. Did it say? Was it, there was was there
1: a time frame? I don't think so.
0: It had to be
1: but, at least been. I assume it's been months. However long Drive's been going. Yeah, I, I would say it's probably at least maybe four or five months. Because Kota had a lot of time to play No Man's Sky and like build yeah. his world up. Like, he had,
0: like, fucking fields and lakes and everything. He just kind of wandering around
1: with animals. you just kind of being majestic. <laughs> I think Mai was literally just skipping through the fields. I don't know. Well, <laughs> like, it was kind of neat. It was a really neat, like, art direction for it. Like, it looked kind of earthy and alien- alien-y, if that makes any sense. Like, it was just kind of yeah. neat. Just, it was really c- cool to see, like, if this had not been part of the movie or a part of a team-up, it would have been a really neat... Like, Gaim Returns movie. Um, like, the the base plot of this race that was also attacked by Helheim, And then found a way out by essentially converting themselves into Skynet. I uh, really like that. That like, was really neat.
0: Because, I mean, they, they saved Earth through different means. So it's cool to see another race that survived by, like really awful means
1: (laughs) yeah i the only real complaint i had against it was that they made it a roy mute somehow and i didn't understand that like when he was spawning roy mute soldiers i just assumed it was because he scanned them like he did everything else um but i don't know why they needed to even say that like with the exception of that like the very concept was a really neat idea for a return storyline or if Ryder was the type of show to do that for a second season concept of an enemy so it was a really neat idea except for the Roy Mude part
0: I would have been okay with it if the Roy Mudes only showed up after the drive part but the way that it's set up you have to go with these assumptions that Megahex like just scanned every fucking thing like in the world and was like okay what's attacking people now we got we got these in and then we got Roy Mudes I guess that's all it's attacking people. there's no Taliban or anything <laughs> 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 that would that would make for a fun movie, but so I, so I mean I assume that's more or less what happened, but they, there was no real reason for him to spawn remmues there uh at yeah. least in the in the game portion, it just kind
1: of happened, and I'm like, oh okay, <laughs> like see that would even I would have been even fine with him just spamming him if it wouldn't have been. But like him saying that he was a Roy Mute. It just, it didn't, f- and they didn't explain it either. Like, if he was another race, why was the other race Roy Mutes? Roy Mutes were made on Earth. They this is Roy an alternate. That's what he said. He said he was a Roy Mute. When? In the movie. When? Oh, we had tea earlier. <laughs> and he's like, yo, I'm a Roy Mute. And I was like, would you like some more cream in your tea? I would. I, I remember him saying it at some point. I'll find it if I'm not lazy. Too bad I am. I'm finding it right now. I'm hunting. I'm hunting white mutes. Saving people, hunting things. Okay, well, I'll talk I'll t- me. I'm turning the volume off on the movie so that I can. Oh. You can also probably look it up on Wikipedia. I could. Or both. But while you're doing that, other regardless of that potential misunderstanding or understanding, the plot of it was neat. It was neat to see Coda's world. It was neat to see everybody else. Um, we got some really neat moments. Some really cool instamorphs. Koda uh, died again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but luckily he backed himself up on a USB, so it was cool. <laughs> With his god powers. Um, but Michi got a really cool like instamorph thing when he was like being constricted by uh, Mega Hex. And then Zangetsu got this really cool thing where he like blocked him and, and morphed or transformed or whatever. It, it was really cool. It kind of reminded me of I think what was one of the only parts I liked about *Kamen Rider Tyson* was when Koda like spun the orange around his arm and then transformed. So that was neat.
0: That kind of uh, happened on like big scale terms when Koda came back to life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, but I I loved the scene when uh, Zangitsu was transforming with the Genesis Driver. I think it was in that scene, and he was like
1: helmetless. Yeah. They don't do that too often in *Riders*, so that was really cool. Yeah, so, so that was really neat. And it, it was a, a neat way of also getting them lock seeds back because the Mai's there. And, you know, she's a an overlord, so it makes sense that she could make a plant. She could have made more, though. Fuck, there's like more writers than just one, dude. <laughs> Did you watch the show? Um, but still, it was neat. So the Zangetsu could come back. Uh, Michi's still there, pretending he's worthy of redemption. Um, nobody else really got to transform. Um, Baron was back, which I like the way they did it. It was a good way to get the actor back because he was part of the main cast and have him there, but it didn't undo what was done on the show. Like, I'm glad that he, his little clone didn't survive after that, and they're like, oh, he has a second chance. No, he's still dead. I like it when people stay dead on the show.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I dig that. It was... Mega Hex being able to spawn, like, these mechanical replicas was a nice way of being able to bring back dead people without actually going through like mystic voodoo <laughs> yeah so it it was cool to see ryoma again and i like how the the replicas were so like perfect yeah they and were like they had like them. all of their memories and like all of their i hate saying the word drive now because of the writer <laughs> but all of their drive to, to to there we go motivations we'll go with that 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 word is not ruined yet. Uh, <laughs> so, a
1: common like, writer motivations
0: like when when he bought bought <laughs> when he bought Kaito's life when he brought Kaido back to life and Kaido's like, well, your world sounds stupid and just turned on him.
1: <laughs> but I he's going to think gonna take that one through. You should have read the file on Kaido a little bit. Kaido is crazy. Kaido is a thundering loony. Who <laughs> really is so is and Ryoma <laughs> it's kind of funny though that like Ryoma was the only one that he changed like like when he made the copy he changed the writer system with his new lockseed. but he, Baron's like you're fine with just banana and lemon energy nah just banana you're fine no just banana we only need to sell toys for Ryoma um, but yeah that, that was cool um it was a good episode. I liked it. Um and I think I never looked into that, but I feel like the drive portion was like longer a little bit than Gime's. And I wish it had been cut back a little bit for at uh, the actual like end part to be a little bit longer because it was pretty short compared to the other two. Maybe only like ten minutes, but still. Um and it, it was entertaining for sure. Uh the interactions between Coda and uh Tamari were really funny. They were even great, <laughs> even though they never they hardly I think maybe at the end, but they hardly interacted outside of suit. So it wasn't even really them interacting. Um, but uh, there were some really funny lines like "You have a tire stuck on you." I guess I'm a god. Put your seatbelt <laughs> on. Um drive's hat getting stuck in the trider on. Oh my god, that was the greatest. I love that scene. Like <laughs> like guy with the drive
0: armor was just kinda sitting going, How the fuck do I get in this thing? <laughs> Meanwhile, tamari's over there in the driver's seat trying to smash his uh hat. Like in uh, the uh, car door of like,
1: I love that he was trying to do it and he kept making this little noise when he'd be like, ore, ore, ore. like when he kept doing it, it was just really funny. <laughs> like it was pretty funny and i mentioned this to you before but it is kind of pointless like the power up they literally swap powers and just gave it to someone who's less experienced with their own power
2: mm-hmm.
1: and like there's no explanation other than my just said it's time to swap like oh wife swap this time on celebrity writer swap <laughs> like it was kind of dumb uh, uh, but it, the, the good part about it was that comedic scene of it like i don't like the idea behind it uh just in terms of fighting and I really, wasn't a huge fan of the type fruits design, but I think it was worth it just for that scene because it was funny. Um, and of course, it had to end like on the stereotypical like Toku movie, like B movie CGI scene. <laughs> yeah. um, like it was filled with a lot of those little things that I don't like about the Team Up movies, but the interactions were nice. But the reason I wish that like drive's portion had maybe been scaled back a little to make room for more for the team-up part is because I mention all the time that the only parts I like about team-ups, well, the only parts that are always my favorites, but especially now, are those little character interactions. And we got to see Gaiman Tamari, wait, yeah, that's right, uh, you know, interact. And it would have been nice to see maybe some of the other cast members interact with each other or see them interact more actually as, you know, actors. Um, Because those little moments are some of the funniest um, and this was essentially about them getting into the B-movie CGI scene um, so it would have been neat to have more cast interactions but like, it wasn't overall just it was probably one of the better Tyson movies or writer Tyson movies. Is it a Tyson movie versus movie? I don't know whatever it is it was one of the better ones yeah it's a Tyson movie what could we'll, we'll get confused with like superhero Tyson and it's like these are because there's technically a comic writer Tyson is separate.
0: This was movie Tyson Full Throttle.
1: There we go. <laughs>
0: right. Um, yeah, it was definitely I. I'd have to think back to see whether it's actually could be classified as my favorite, but um, it did a lot I liked the the guy portion was was really a, a nice little kind of book end uh, to the show, even though it still allows a lot of branching off for. Future things, since Game, am Knuckle. But, um... And, and the drive portions, by taking place in a period of the show where I didn't really like it, uh, was still enjoyable and fun and didn't really do a lot to irritate me. And this was probably my... This was... Actually, I'll say this was definitely my favorite of the of the team-up portions of the movies. Uh, absolutely. Because I, I have never liked the two characters interacting as much as I did right here. Like... Uh, Kota and Tomari just bounce each uh, bounce off of each other perfectly. Like their jokes are just like back and forth, nonstop, and I I love it. It's great. <laughs> so I I I will actually probably end up rewatching that portion just because the jokes were great. But um, it, it did a lot I liked and not a lot that I didn't like. So it was great to
1: actually enjoy a Toku movie again. It, it got a lot of points for for having the enjoyable guy epilogue and for not having the any writers that predate these two like there's really no call for it like last year's was i mean i I, we had an argument over that but i know it was part of the the boring (laughs) plot but i just don't like them bringing them back for no reason and then of course you have stuff like the writer rings and switches and stuff and uh so it gets points for not doing that like i'm i didn't even think about it till today, really, how pleasantly surprised I am that we didn't see anybody from Wizard Backwards, and uh, or some sort of weird, like dead Toku person, in it. Uh, so it, it gets points for that. Like it felt like just what these movies should be, which is kind of like a Sentai versus movie. It's a Drive and guy movie, and there's nobody else there. Like yeah. in retrospect, now after seeing this movie, it is kind of funny how cluttered that makes it seem. The other movies, like this cluttered add-on. Uh, to it but so I definitely hope next year's drive and ghost movie is like that where we have a good little drive epilogue and a decent ghost portion and some fun interactions and we don't, as much as I love Gaim we don't need to see Gaim or anybody else in it or all of a sudden have some random skank in the movie <laughs> let's not forget how successful the Kikaita reboot was and the Gavin reboots the the
0: uh I think the Space Sheriff Next Generation, the Scheider and Sherban movies actually did pretty good. I liked those. The Gavin movie was still shit though.
1: Weren't those direct D V D though? Yeah. Like, like but like their their attempts to like do the mainstream movie and like uh-huh. Push like their cameos into their current stuff did not work out, which makes me happy.
0: Well, then they should like, make a good movie. Like the Gavin movie was shit.
1: It was. when well, like,
0: you make the Shift next generation movie is like okay, you could have made a good movie, but you didn't.
1: <laughs> like, see, that's the thing is that I don't. I mean, I'm still not interested in them. But if they just do that direct to DVD thing, or just release the movie on their own, I don't have a problem with it. But it's when you all of a sudden try to piggyback off of the current show and, like, interrupt it. Like, I'm even fine, like, go ahead and put commercials in it or, like, a little bumper that it says, hey, here's Drive and K-Kider at the end or whatever, let's promote the movie. Um, but yeah. when they try to push it in there, it's really annoying. Uh, but, I mean, they're free to try to revive it. I still, even though they some do better than the others, it still doesn't seem like any of them have been a runaway hit in terms of a revival. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think there's a reason that Ryder and Sentai are the ones that survived.
0: Yep. Uh, Metal Heroes will definitely have its fans, but it's, like, I don't think it's anything that's going to make a huge, like, child-induced revival or anything.
1: Child-induced revival? There's not going to be any kid hype. Kid (laughs) hype. It's coming back. Look at the chat. Wait.
0: Hold
1: on. Hold on. <laughs> oh my god, I might make that my Twitter avatar. I'm not sure. It it's too amazing. <laughs> Look at it. The tiny hat just adds so much.
0: <laughs> um, oh, I, I did flip through the Wikipedia page. It says nothing about Roy mutes whatsoever um, for him. Maybe, other than the fact d- that he can make some.
1: Maybe I dreamed it. Or maybe he absorbed them and then said he became a roid mute because of it. He, he did observe the like c- cyberroids. oh yeah he wrote loop the third or whatever so <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he like he ate loop the third he did he can't make any more uh, Lupin the third well but then if that was wrong about that then that takes away my pretty much my only small complaint about mega Hex. other than that it was a really cool idea
0: I, I agree with my complaint that I don't know why he could make Mecha Roy mutes at the time but whatever he just scanned earth and Made Taliban? I don't know.
1: <laughs> all of a sudden, Osama bin Laden, just like he's made. It's not even a threat. He just has a fucking, like, what are those little, like, uh, bags of nourishment? You know, because he was all sick. What do you call those things?
0: It's, it's just Osama bin Laden with, uh. see Rioma's little robo face mask thing that he had. Made him look like Bane. This Hitler's
1: there, all of a sudden.
0: I revived all of your world's greatest villains, (laughs) Hitler Osama Bin Laden.
1: We realize all Um, of our our villains are just really lame, like, weak people. uh, So, yeah. um,
0: I did forget to mention that because of uh, the destroyed Kurokage troopers, Michi stole the one Sengoku driver and ended up giving it to Takatora. But, I don't know, they had, never mind, they had a fucking driver before, I don't know why they couldn't. Because yeah, they, they, like I said... Just make more make drivers, drivers, damn it. Because
1: yeah, they don't need the seeds to make the drivers. It's good to just be prepared. I guess he didn't want to take Michi's driver. Michi got defensive after Kota left. No one wants to, like, piss off Michi. <laughs> like, that, like, he's volatile. Uh, and, like, he seriously had all
0: his gear. Like, he had the fucking Melon, the en- melon Energy lockseed. He's like... Uh, Nissan! And he threw it. Like, he he does like everything, he just throws everything, and I'm like, what the, what, what the fuck did you have? We had
1: everything. You, are you, like, holding, like, Dongri and Durian and stuff, too? Probably. He's probably just gonna, like, start opening a, a loxy business, like Sid at the start of the Guide movies. That's how Knuckles' gonna get his back. He gets a bowler hat and sits in the corner. <laughs> Uh, to Tori
0: comes to get one you do not know who I am and you do not want to mess with me.
1: Like no Man, one knew. D- the know. signs
0: back then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that
0: was Michi's first evil sign.
1: Oh Michi.
0: But it was a fun movie that I did enjoy.
1: Yeah. Let's hope there's a, some more enjoyable ones in the future instead of like the Tokyo movies just always being such crap. Time right. was okay. Applies. I haven't seen them yet so eventually we'll get to talk about those when mine come through after any subgroup actually does them but the, the direct A V D ones actually haven't had that bad of a history like the the double returns movies were good It was quite a while ago though and I guess it's different but the Go Busters one was good too but like yeah. the theater ones have just been such like dreadful. yeah
0: Damn it, during the news we forgot to mention the exclusive Toys R Us dino charger. Oh man.
1: How dare we! We missed the top story of the week. So there's an exclusive Toys R Us dino charger. (laughs) There you go. We we got it in. It's a Megazord, and you get it if you spend, was it $20 or $30? $20. And uh, there's a little slot for it in the little MNPR collector set from Comic Con so that's a the thing there's people saying they're gonna run out just like the USBs they still have those USBs at my Toys Us. I don't know yeah during the promotion they did run out pretty quick but you can still find them pretty easy <laughs> I have two of them so i got three or four <laughs> well do you win jeez <laughs> you think you're better than me
0: <laughs> I have at least three I know that because I got so, two so. sitting on my desk drawer and then one is
1: sealed in a box somewhere i kind of doubt that they'll be that hard to get a hold of um event like over over time it's not that exciting but people love to flip out so yeah that's a thing so the breaking news story that we forgot (laughs) instead of a new story that just comes out during the news we have news stories we forgot so we have to call it breaking news just call it broken news (laughs) <laughs> Broken nudes. <Good> be- <laughs> Broken nudes. <laughs> um, Did you just remember that because Toku Nation just tweeted it out? Maybe. <laughs> I just saw that. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good.
0: That may or may not have nothing to do with it. Uh, so.
1: I'm not playing with toys. Sp- speaking of buttermelon. Um Ramble time? Now it's time. time for
0: a ramble, ramble, ramble time.
1: It was the fluff. And the <laughs> the buttermelon. But uh, melon. It's like when they buttered up that melon when Michael was fake giving birth with Dwight to get ready for the baby. That's exactly what it is. Um so Pokemon, did you finally see the climactic battle between uh what's his name and what's his name? <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> Brian was so blown away by the gym battle that he just uh, dropped the buttermelon.
0: There was something that really pissed me off during it, and I don't remember what it was.
1: Was it... Was it... What's his name? Clement in science?
0: Well, it was Clement in general, I suppose. But you no, know, there was something that happened during the battle that I thought was really stupid.
1: Was that what I'm explaining Bunnelby?
0: me What a dick. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> i was an electric-type gym leader. Go, Bunnelby!
1: Fuck well, you! Well, Bunnelby is the pre-stage of the greatest Pokemon ever, Diggersby, which does not have enough merchandise. Where's my giant body pillow, Diggersby? Where's that? <laughs> um, I do like Bunnelby, but it did seem weird. Like, since he, he kind of had the Misty thing where he goes back and he has a bunch of other types to use. Um, but there was that. It was Bunnelby versus Pikachu and then he pulled out... Uh, oh yeah, the lizard one. Uh, Geico. Heliolisk. Yeah, I'm still learning the new names. Um... <laughs> And so there was that, and then it was, like, the Lux... I was surprised. Like, I was trying to predict how the battle would go. I thought it was going to be Pikachu versus Luxray for the final, but it was Gudra. He's got to get his last minute of fame in before he leaves. <laughs> He's got to um, his only minute of fame. Pretty much. But um, those- I also like those- how Ash thought
0: it was a good idea to use Hawlucha. Oh, yeah, because flying type. Well, that's <laughs> Ash,
1: though. But all he has is flying types.
0: Yeah, I know. And he, <laughs> he gets that Noibat.
1: Yeah, so, so he's, he's got three he has, of them. He has, like, now.
0: three flying types on his team. Like, good job. Good job, bro. You got it. He's
1: got a really weird roster this era. Like, I don't know. It's just There's something very off about it. Like, the flying type things but just... Maybe it's because of how weirdly structured uh, Kalos is. Because of Mega Pokemon, they had less regulars. So, um, like, his bird type functions as his bird type. <laughs> <laughs> He's missing no. <laughs> I meant to say his bird Pokemon. His his flying type functions as his fire, unless he gets that torch egg. But I don't know. It's just because usually there's a pattern. Like either he has all the starters, or he gets one of them, you know, and then he has two others to fill out the core three starter types. But he hasn't even gotten a grass type, and I don't know. It's just real weird. Real weird year, or not year? It's like weird weird five year period that <laughs> these take place over. Um, and then the next episode was about. Uh, Garchomp and the Mega Evolution and yeah, that one Mega Blaziken. Um, and you got a little backstory about how uh, Professor Sycamore's goodbye evolved faster than most of Ash's Pokemon. <laughs> um, but yeah, that one, that one wasn't bad either. They Someone actually finally terrible.
0: realizes that Clement's dad is Blaziken Because,
1: yeah. <laughs> like, he got grease on the Mega Stone or the Keystone or whatever. I think that's a really funny giveaway. <laughs> Um, oh sitting here going, is no one gonna realize this or i forgot to mention it because i just remembered because in this episode at some point clement said the feature is now thanks to science <laughs> um it reminded me of in the ninja 17 when they were trying to comfort him and they said like comforting technique or whatever i'm like are you fucking clement or what's his name not from last year uh green hair guy what's his name silent you know Silent, where he like everything was a connoisseur. Like just because you're a ninja doesn't mean everything's a technique. I
0: I keep forgetting to bring that up every fucking week. Every other thing out of a goddamn mouse is shuriken, something, something technique. I'm like, will you? St-? It was especially noticeable in the episode where, uh, like right before I think it was 14 or 15, where they were trying to negotiate with the with the one yokai and uh, Kasumi was like dressed up as an office woman or whatever it was like <laughs> h- half the words out of her mouth had to do with like shurikenpo, and I'm like I'm really tired of this like every That's... fucking thing isn't a ninja technique
1: I noticed it in this episode it's like it's so annoying it's like in the morning cheerios technique you're just eating cheerios settle down <laughs> I bet they don't even have Cheerios over there, or they have a really weird flavor, like toe-flavored Cheerios. I don't know, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's really annoying. I, I forgot to mention that. I meant to talk about that during an intro because it reminded me of how Silent would be like, "I'm a box lunch connoisseur." Damn it, <laughs> Silent! Yep. Can't even remember your name. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's the thing. Um, but yeah, Pokemon. That's our annual Pokemon discussion. Um, and much more important things, Star Wars Rebels was back, um, season two, and it was really good. I didn't realize it was an hour. Like, I started watching it, and I'm like, oh, it'll be over soon, and I went to fast forward to the commercial, and it was like, hour, like, I'm like, yes! <laughs> yeah, it was really neat, and, like, I'm surprised they came back already. I kind of expected it to be in the fall, but it's in the summer now, so, so that's cool. And, um... I was really taken by surprise by how like fast the series got good. Like it was always enjoyable, but it kind of ramped up everything. And like this this year kind of started with that. Like you know, because we start and they're kind of a part of a bigger rebel cell. and it kind of shrunk when they got attacked. But still, it's neat that like they weren't afraid to shake up the format of them actually being in this fight. and And like Vader is essentially the main villain right now because the inquisitor died. and and he really had a very intimidating presence. Um, which is cool because not that he doesn't always or didn't at the beginning of like his introduction have it but it is cool to see because usually you're looking at the star wars through like the lens of really powerful main characters like in clone wars like for anakin and stuff and here we're kind of on these side characters that are that are new and it's not like they're not important but like they're not as powerful so it's like you're following these side characters and all of a sudden you run into somebody you used to be following who's really powerful and you can kind of feel that sense of scale between, like, Kanan's power and, and Vader's power. Uh, and some pretty, like, brutal battles and stuff. Like, he almost, he tried to cut uh, Ezra's throat with his own <laughs> lightsaber. That would be, like, uh, the worst way to go. It would be, with your like, own I lightsaber. I technically killed myself. <laughs> this is the worst. <laughs> um... And didn't something get, like, executed in this episode or something? I feel like someone got shot. Um, What was her rank? It was... Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, the that lady. In the
0: one in the Empire
1: Yeah, was she trying was trying to trying defect. To, and she yeah. ran to the ship and exploded. Like, I kept expecting her to come back and be like, oh, it was part of the plan all along, but no, she... And then it exploded. <laughs> <laughs> like, she actually got killed as a part of the Empire's plan to catch him, which was brutal, but... uh yeah it was just it was really cool to see him. She definitely be like paid this
0: for her failures,
1: yeah, um but to see him as like this force and like force, no pun intended. <laughs> and like when the uh all that debris fell on him and he just lifted it up with the force, it was so badass. um so that was really cool. and um and then just he was in it a lot more than ahsoka was, but at the end, they definitely touched on it where uh she sensed him. And obviously, I'm pretty sure she knows it's Anakin.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I don't know whether I'm assuming she found out at some point. Like, there's a chance she found out simply at that moment. Like, she could recognize his his essence or whatever, yeah. his Force presence. Um, I don't. So I don't know whether she knew before or was just in that moment. But she definitely knew who he was then um and so she like passed out and and he knew and he's still talking in the third person like like in the movie when he's like oh skywalker son's alive bitch that's you stop (laughs) um so that's just really cool from that we're getting to continue that storyline um in this and especially like at this stage like it's going to be so cool to see them interact because of what a close friendship they had um, as master and apprentice in the clone wars and that that's ramping up.
0: I I dig it, that a lot because I wasn't expecting like a whole lot of like Clone Wars pulls. Yeah. And the the fact that they're they're doing that with uh Ahsoka and and uh, Darth Vader at this point, um I, I I think is really cool. I still haven't watched Clone Wars and trying to get there eventually. <laughs> Got so many things, bro. <laughs> I'm getting bullied into so many things. <laughs>
1: Box bullying is my speciality. <laughs> Uh, but I I think that's really neat that um, that they're gonna pull from stuff like that. Yeah, because a lot of the same people are in charge and and the rug kind of got pulled out from under them. Like they were so close to finishing. Like I honestly think I don't know how many more seasons they had planned, but I think that they could have wrapped up everything in the rest of the sixth season because they only like finished half of it. And there's some like unfinished rough episodes, but like it's Star Wars Celebration. Uh, they talked about how the end of the series would have run concurrently with Revenge of the Sith and after it, and it was like would have been really cool to see. Um, but this is not—I won't say it's better. I still kind of wish we would have gotten to see it finished proper and then still pick it up here. But this is still neat to, like you said, to pick that up and then, like in the little teaser trailer from Comic Con, or was it? no, it was from Celebration. It wasn't Comic Con. Uh, they show they're going to have some, some even more little plot threads from it like rex who is one of the more main character clones is going to be in this series um because like he was one of the characters whose fate was left up in the air so since some of the same people are in charge i had hoped they would do this but i like how much they're actually diving into it um and rewarding people that watched and it just creates some cool plots like even on its own without it it had some interesting stuff and it was a fun show but this just kind of makes it so much better so uh, I think, like, the second season and beyond is going to be really good. And like you said earlier, I, I love the fact
0: that they spent so much of the first season as just, like, a singular cell. And now they're kind of part of a much grander force. Yeah. P- pun intended yeah. at the time. <laughs> uh, uh, but I, I really like that to give the the... The new season just has so much more like power behind it yeah i mean you're the the groups with a like a full rebel group as opposed to just by themselves they're continuously fighting darth vader yeah (laughs) and not just like random new sith guy um so that that's really cool they really upped the stakes for for season two
1: yeah I, i like that they kind of gradually did that and they weren't afraid to to change the formula i mean not like they changed characters or anything but like they didn't just stick to oh look we're on this planet this weekend and this swashbuckling adventure um that they were weren't afraid to shake things up and and keep things moving and and i'm, I'm surprised because i maybe i i misread the interview or maybe it was just super early but when they first talked about how they're facing off against the inquisitor and they asked about vader and stuff and they i think they said that they would maybe encounter him at some point but like essentially like what i remember them reading is that like vader had bigger fish to fry mm-hmm. but like um so like that's what's really cool about it now is to see that like they're relatively small but now like the rebel threat's getting bigger you have uh like vader and and falpatine getting involved and the fact that they got that guy voicing him is so much better than yeah. like you didn't watch the clone wars but like they had a really good imitator of the guy from the movies and then unfortunately he died and like for the last season They had I don't know if it was the same guy that voiced the guy from the Mild Thornberries, but it sounded very close, or something like that, that I remember. So it was like, instead of the ominous Veda voice, it was like, Oh no! Veda! So, like, it did not fit at all, especially for, like, the last batch of episodes. Um, So it's really cool to have that, and I just really like Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm, I'm really... Like glad to have a series that I'm enjoying as much as I enjoyed the Clone Wars so that's neat I'm glad to have something to watch <laughs> yeah <laughs> like we're in this drought just trying to find things to watch um was there any I don't think there's any other actual shows this week some point in the next few weeks we'll do iZombie sometime between Falling now Falling
0: comes back Sunday
1: yes Falling Skies At some point, also in the next few weeks, we'll have George back to do Teen Wolf, Um, so there'll be some things in Ramble Time. Um, I don't think there was any other like proper shows, but you want to talk about Zordon of Eltar for a little bit?
0: Yes. Zordon
1: was born on. Like we're (laughs) just talking about the guy, just the man, the myth, the pervert. (laughs) (laughs) The Uh, asshole. Yeah, exactly. Although I think this version was much less of an asshole. Yeah. At least that we've seen. We haven't got to see him be a mentor yet.
0: I actually hate this
1: fan film because they made Larigo a person. They they made him a black dude. (laughs) Like, he's this kind of buff black dude. And I'm just picturing him, like, being in the cage with his little wand in the Turbo movie, talking gibberish. (laughs) Um, But I actually kind of dug this. Um, I, I dug it quite
0: a bit. It's... It's a great representation of what the Power Rangers universe could be if yeah, it exactly. went an expanded route. Like, like I would love for people like to care this, about this. This whole lot of like fanficy bullshit that you usually get with fan films. Like this is a well thought out history of what this the show could have like pulled from in like either novels or uh comics or anything. Yeah.
1: Really, and
0: um, they, they did a really great job on it. I mean, I mean, they didn't follow the shows to a T. It's clearly an inspired-by sort of thing.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like a, a reboot, obviously. Yeah. Sort of
0: that thing. Um, but uh, it, it's, a, it's a great feel to what, what could be, really.
1: Yeah, that's exactly... Like, I would love for Power Rangers to care about something like this where... Because this was obviously reimagining of a lot of things, but if they had something like this in a comic form or a short film or something... Like, because I, that's the reason I liked like In Space and stuff where it's sort of – or even just hints of it in that era of this sort of expanded universe that was kind of crazy but had the potential to be cool. And this was really neat because even though it was reimagined, you could still sort of pretend or you know, like – this foreshadowing of the future or even the future of this timeline of like diva talks and the machine empire and even stuff like they even brought in the mass writer characters yeah. and like both of them were good guys and you could sort of see the discontent between them. That was sort of foreshadowing of dragon or whatever going evil. Um, aquatar they even referenced SPD, which I don't think technically in timeline proper would have been around yet, but I, still, I don't know. I don't remember when, cause I know it was I don't a long, think
0: it, it, no, it wouldn't have been.
1: Yeah, but like in this one, it's possible. Yeah, you know, it's a different timeline or you know their own timeline. But still, it was a neat little idea that that would have been around. And I saw a couple people complaining saying it was too name-droppy, which I didn't take it as name-droppy as so much as universe-building. That they were, it was absolutely really neat to see all these little dots connected in their version. I don't Um, see,
0: I don't find that name-droppy at all. Name name name-dropping to me is like throwing around well names, but. I mean, they're, they're establishing small characters. I mean, it's not like going, oh, well, this person's kind of and this person's Dex's dad, was it, I think? Yeah. Or something like that. Uh, yeah, because like, oh, he mentioned his He's a
1: jellyfish it. for whatever reason. And, <laughs> it's that jellyfish <laughs> card from Yu-Gi-Oh that has 1,200 attack. <laughs>
0: uh, like, I don't see that as 14- name-dropping so much as establishing a universe.
1: Yeah, because I never felt that it was like for fans sake i mean it's a fan movie but that it was like oh look we name dropped this because fans it was more like this is it made the universe feel larger which was really neat um and uh i honestly liked this film version of rita way more than the regular version Uh, (laughs) like the backstory behind it was kind of neat because she was still evil but she kind of had this relatable reason for being mad Mm. Um, and the whole idea, like, I loved that, like, her clan or whatever had that green shield, and that's why the Green Ranger would have it.
0: Yeah, I, Uh, that was really cool. cool. I liked that a lot.
1: (laughs) Like, if that had been part of the backstory, like, the symbol and the shield was part of the Green Ranger, and that Zordon's gear had the White Ranger symbol on it, was foreshadowing for the White Ranger, is really cool. Their version has them existing at the same time, so you have, like, the female green and, like, the the male white existing simultaneously, which is really neat. Mm Mm-hmm. But even if it was part of the backstory of the show, like that's a neat little foreshadowy thing. Uh and I, I kinda like their Zordon too. Uh I liked seeing him like in his pass as a warrior. Um He had a love. really he had a really <laughs> a really neat little like battle suit at the end on his Star Wars speeder. Um it was I, I love neat. how
0: all the, they incorporated all of the White Ranger like like Saba and the symbol yeah. and everything
1: into into Zordon's mythology. Yeah, Saba was like an AI, and uh, and the different little take on Alpha. It was just a bunch of really neat things. Like I'll probably rewatch it. It was just major props to them, like for for using the the crazy universe PR created and then creating these really neat twists on it. I really liked it. Um, and I I never watched Teenagers with Attitude before, but after I watched it here. Uh, or after I watched Zordon's thing, I watched the Teenagers with Attitude, and it, it was a very basic, but um, yeah. I, I have to say, though, like, w- with this Zordon universe, and with what, I mean, it was essentially just establishing their character types. That's actually something that I would, the structure of it would, w- would be what I want out of the Power Rangers reboot. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's very familiar—you have the same character names, the same similar structure that you could very much identify with if you watched the show as a kid—but it's very changed. Um, they changed like the 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 race of the characters or their character type. I actually like—I kind of wish that these people's ideas were being used. I, I really liked it and added little details like Jason's parents being on the mission that found Rita, uh, and even just the characters themselves. Uh, I thought it was really neat like that's what I would like to see out of the reboot is something familiar but different
0: if, if the reboot can be at least half as solid as I feel the Zordon Veltar was then I, I think we're good yeah because uh, it you you could tell that unlike a lot of these uh, fan homes that pop off like the other one that we talked about <laughs> not, not that I actually didn't really like that one, but that's a different topic. Um, a lot of people didn't, but uh, you could tell that this was made by Ranger fans that that knew the mythology inside and out and knew how to craft it to make a good story. And the, I mean, the, you you got certain hiccups because I mean, as a fan film, you don't have the budget for huge. Yeah like cgi and stuff so you're you're more or less working off of like typical Maya and like adobe products and a green screen <laughs> and, yeah. and some costume designers and stuff there, there's a, a really strong creative force behind it despite being a quote-unquote fan film but um, you you not tell that there was a whole lot of love put into into a production yeah. like this, and,
1: and and you know you know that going in, so it's like yeah. there's people complaining about it. It's like obviously it's not going to be up to like an Avengers or a Transformers or something. It's like it, MMPR itself had shit effects. You could argue that some of the effects in here were leagues above what they had. It it Uh, was. The Dragonzord looked great. Yeah. So it's like knowing that going in, I was there for the story um and and you know for what it was it was neat and like you said the dragons are look cool i liked some of the designs i liked zordon's design i liked his his combat suit design i liked the alpha concept like there was a lot of cool here like if these people were in charge of the reboot i think it would be pretty cool because they have this <laughs> great like i said i like to repeat myself but i love that it's it's very different and twisty but it's on this familiar structure like it's something that I feel like a casual be like, Oh, they ruined it. But just thinking <laughs> they about, would. they would, I get it. <laughs> thinking about what MMPR was like, everything was exactly familiar, but I like, but they changed the, the characters for teenagers with attitude. And I think, was it like Kimberly and Billy that were like stepbrother and sister? Yeah. Um, it, it was just neat. Like the, apparently the second movie is going to be bigger. They're actually going to have ranger suits. Um, and like I said, the green and white ranger concept is really neat. um, but uh i'm really looking forward to seeing that other they're going to have they said they're going to have Zord fights and actual suit footage uh That'd so really cool yeah like good job for them like i i really enjoy i'm not typically uh, enjoy or, i'm not typically enjoy wow particularly <laughs> i don't typically enjoy things like this but uh, the trailers for that got me really interested in it and it's really neat i mean it's no different than a fan fiction it's just in live action and you get to actually watch it and I think they used some Tron music at one point, which is kind of cool. I love the Tron Legacy soundtrack. Soundtrack. So yeah. I,
0: I wonder going forward how how much mythology they're going to pull in terms of like bringing in um, Divatox. As much as I don't like her, but yeah. <laughs> bringing in Divatox or like Demetria or. Uh, uh, who else was in that round? Orico, I suppose, for that. Yeah, matter. the um, Machine Empire as well. Oh, I got—I can for, even forgot to bring up the Machine Empire.
1: <laughs> well, it's I, kind of
0: funny. I love how they're like a driving force in the, in this mythology, in terms yeah. of like being a source of evil and they're not really evil. They're just kind of running around doing their thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, like uh, what's funny is th- th- there was no. Mention of Zed, which I think is really funny. Mm-hmm. Like, there was no Astronomer or no Dark Spectre or anything like that. But Zed is just kind of funny because he's so major. And then they mention people like Master Rider. So, that's interesting. Um, like, honestly, I, they say that this the third one's going to finish out their storyline, but I would love to see them continue through, like, the original Zordon era storyline, just seeing, like, the cogs turn <laughs> cogs. <laughs> Classic me. No. Uh, but, like, of, like, the Machine Empire and Diva talks it's, like, even though it's its own universe, you can see it as a backstory for the actual show. So, like, I'd love to see their take on how the series progressed through Zio and Turbo since, like, the backstory is there. Mm. Um, it's just, it's really neat. Like, even in my head, when I rewatched MMPR, I might have a backstory about how that Rita had that dragon clan in the the shields. And Zordon's uh, White Ranger gear it was just... Uh, it's really neat. Yeah, so I didn't expect to like geek out as much of it over as I am, but it's was one of those. Either everyone's like Zornoveltar
0: is out, I'm like, well, I guess I'll check it out. And I'm like, that was really
1: fucking good. Yeah, like <laughs> it, it was one of those things. Like after I watched it, it kind of pushed that that PR button. The thing that I like about PR more than any other Toku is that it has that shared universe, and that it. it got me thinking about that and it's really neat i liked it It it's a good episode i liked it (laughs) so yeah definitely check it out i mean if you know going in that the effects aren't going to be anything spectacular it's it's a really neat take on everything Mm
0: -hmm. especially if you're a fan of like expanded universe or like expanded mythology or something like that it's it's really great for that
1: like i really wish pr cared about stuff like that I would even read a book. That's how serious I am about it. (laughs) Like, if they made a book that was about, like, in our actual canon, about the backstory of Zordon and and everybody, I would totally read it. That's how dead serious I am about this. I definitely would. Like, like gloves off. I'm not even wearing gloves. (laughs) Pretend I put gloves on so I could take them off. (laughs) Gloves off, taking the risk of paper cuts. I'm reading this. This is hardcore. Normally you have to wear gloves when you read books. Everyone knows that. That's just true. Um, I don't think there's too much else to say about it other than because I'm looking forward to their, their next installment whenever it happens.
0: Hopefully it's sooner rather than later, but stuff like this takes a lot of time. Yeah. So we're out there has been in production for a while.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'd rather have them take their time, but it's gonna be really neat to see. I know they, yeah. they showed like a little sketch of the suit, which is it's fairly close, but they have like gold visors and like a prototype helmet, which is just like a regular red helmet with gold visor. And they're using the the base suits that they used from uh, like the uh, Green Ranger versus Ryu video. Mm-hmm. But like depending on how they said, depending on how much money they get, they're gonna customize it or or not customize it. But like at least they have a solid base. So like if they don't have enough money to go to the suits, they have a decent looking base for the suits. So that's neat. Did they ever go
0: to Kickstarter or how did they raise their money? I don't even remember.
1: I don't remember for that, but they they have a thing going uh, for donations on on the new movie, because that, that's when I was looking at there, uh, reading about the new movie and like sh- they showed the sketches and stuff, and they have a little a little donation thing for that movie. I don't remember. I'm assuming they did have it for that one, but like I didn't know about it. The only one
0: I remember is that one that like never made
1: anything and everyone was bitching that they gave him money. Oh, the MMPR one? Yeah. <laughs> That's apparently still happening and they keep releasing tiny little teasers. I like some of the concepts. For, I don't know uh, how legitimate people's claims are that they're fakers or if they're fakers or not, but in terms of what they released, I liked some of the concepts and like the suit designs looked cool. I kind of dug them. Um, the only thing
0: I know about that was that Blue was a chick
1: yeah that was all I knew about that but like the poster of that that showed like the female blue costume I think they had like a red concept but they looked they they had kind of neat suits I dug them I don't know if that'll ever see the light of day or what but there was some ideas in it I liked um but yeah that's our new segment fan films (laughs) this is how (laughs) desperate we are for content (laughs)
0: Uh, was not desperate. We, we pulled the fan films for our in-depth
1: discussions on the show. It was still more in-depth than *The Ninja. I can oh, honestly say I like Zordon of Eltar way more than I've liked a single episode in the Ninja. And that's a fact.
0: That is a fact I can completely agree with.
1: Uh, Step it up, Toei. <laughs> for real. All right. Now it's time for
0: final thingies mp3
1: final
0: thingies i have
2: a thingy
1: and it's not final all right so i think if i'm on top of the ball this week i'll have the final facebook question out for a while um you think i think that's why i have to like preface it with my forgetfulness but the intention is it's not going to be the final facebook question of all time but we're going to take a breather for a bit and so hopefully next week we'll read the answers and then we'll be able to announce announce we'll be able to announce TTMF <laughs> and then we'll be like TTFN and then you'll be like lol <laughs> and then we'll be like raffle mal vbq uh GTFO. <laughs> oh that works colin d